Hi, my name is Steven. Hi, I'm April. This is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast, where we discuss topics on how to create and grow an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. Together, Stephen and I owned a seven-figure ABA practice that provided both clinic and in-home services. 3Pi Squared has helped over 900 ABA practices start up and expand with our comprehensive products and services geared specifically to ABA. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hey, everyone listening or watching. Um, Yeah, today we are going to be talking about internal audits. Um, We're going to talk about why uh, we recommend doing them um, and then, you know, give you an idea on on if you're not doing any internal audits at this point, uh, which ones should be on the top of your list and then how to kind of implement them with your team, hoping that you have someone that can that can help you with this. I know starting out, if it's just you or maybe you and one other person, there's a lot on your plate. And, you know, if you're doing the billing, you're doing the HR, you're doing uh, all of the BCBA duties uh, and and you're you're now saying, oh, goodness, now you want me to do internal auditing too? That that could be a lot. So, um, you know, but it is important. And so that's why we're talking about it today. And then as you start to grow out, delegating this to people within your company uh, so that these things can be done uh, because they're absolutely necessary. Anything to add? No. All right. Great intro. Uh, (laughs) Great. All right. So let's get into it. So again, internal auditing um, and how to do it. And so I, you know, I was a process engineer for years and this is kind of my jam. This is what we would do. We did a lot of internal auditing. Um, so this comes very natural to me. I think April, this is not something that before we had our company that you really did, right? I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's like I, my neurodivergent brain loves some to-do list and some planning, but in, and I can see where it's necessary and helpful, but it's a lot, it's right. a lot of steps. It's a lot of plan. It's a lot of pieces. And, um, I, yeah, the beginning, I kind of went off feeling like, yeah, I feel like we got that. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) And so if you need support, that is, again, this is why we're here. We help practices create internal auditing, set up their internal auditing, train their auditors so that, um, you know, they can again, delegate because you can't do it all forever. Uh, and you know, this is again, something else that we talk about with our, uh, our consults is, okay, you're wanting to start a practice. Great. But what's your exit strategy, right? So, uh, when you're 15 years into this, uh, what does it look like? Are you still doing the day-to-day grind? Are you like, you know, off on an Island somewhere, uh, drinking a margarita, uh, what, uh, uh, a margarita, uh, or, or are you still intimately involved in this practice? There is no like, there's no right answer, but it really is a good idea to know what your exit strategy is. So, does this company continue forever? Are you planning on selling it? Like, we need to know this uh, so that we can delegate the tasks that would be necessary to get you where you want to go. 
uh, and internal auditing is definitely one of those tasks that, that will need to be delegated. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. So why do I need to do this? Um, monitoring key aspects of the business are critical to ensuring that you're providing high quality ethical services. So knowing that uh, you have some kind of an internal auditing process for session notes or parent training or uh, uh, program modification or training your staff, knowing that these things are, are, it's not, okay, we put the process in place, so obviously it must be working perfectly. Uh, don't, don't settle for that. You really need to uh, come up with measures to ensure that yeah, okay, we set this thing up and it is uh, going the way we assume it would go, right? And so making sure that you're uh, monitoring what you do and how you do it to make sure that you're providing quality services, that's really what it's about. And then uh, as you monitor, monitor these things, if something is not going the way that you intended it to, what do you do in that situation, right? So that's really what, what we wanna know. Our, are the things that we implemented working as we uh, as we thought they would? Uh, and if not, okay, what do we do next? Um, and so it's really important to to be doing this. And you know, uh, you're going to be listening to this before we release our KPI um, training and add that to the membership as well. Uh, at least the self pace portion of it, the the KPI training that we're going to be doing. Uh, we'll also have live events and, and we'll be focusing just on key performance indicators, but really auditing um, is a part of that. It's a part of, okay, these are the things that I think are key to my company. I think these are critical things that I need to um, look at. Okay, well, how do I do it, right? And so auditing is really part of that. All right, I'll let you take over here, April. So where do I start? You caught me on a yard. <laughs> Um, yeah, so whether you're brand new starting a company or whether you're years into your company and realizing that things are getting a little messy and you're not quite sure, you're like, oh, yeah, I haven't done internal audits. Great idea. But yeah, that's a lot, right? It's potentially pretty overwhelming. And so in those overwhelming instances, like I find for me that it's really helpful to do just a brain dump. It's, um, a technique that I learned um, a couple of years, like it was actually like a journaling like type of prompt that I learned. Like I took this like ADHD course of like, um, so anyways, it was just like part of that training is like to just clear it all from your mind and just get it down on paper um, first before you start trying to prioritize it and figure out where to go. So I'm assuming that this is a pretty overwhelming task for everyone who's listening, if you already have all of your internal audits in, in place and you're running good with that, you might have already like, Great job. you know, good. And you may already be, um, you know, listening to the next podcast and forwarding through this one. Right. Um, so I'm assuming that, um, you know, that could be where you are. Isn't that like, okay, where do I start? Right. So even just like, and everyone, everyone's company is different, right? Like, there's a lot of differences. Um, so just taking, I don't know, setting a timer for 10 minutes even and having an empty spreadsheet or pen and paper or whatever and just start going through all of your 
processes and procedures and in your mind, right? Like, and, and just like start jotting them all down. Um, if you already have a handbook, staff handbook, you know, company policies and procedures, whatever, right? If you already have that um, established or you've started working on one or you've gotten one from Steven, then you could use that as a starting point and like go through those and like even just jot down notes on that. Like, okay, do I have this? Do I have a, you know, a way of auditing this and checking in on this to make sure that we're following these things and that we're, um, you know, all of that. So just getting it all out, brain dump it. And then, um, like, where are you? I would probably then too, like, I mean, depending on how your brain works, like looking at that and saying, okay, what are my priorities, right? What, what on here looks the most important maybe is where you would want to start next. Or you may also just continue to look further in your processes and procedures and, um, you know, whether you are just starting out or maybe you've been practicing for a few years, but you haven't updated your processes and procedures in a while and you realize that maybe they're even kind of out of date. So this might be a great opportunity to update those as you go, like mm -hmm. as you put pro um, audit procedures in place. Um you know, are you, you know, just being real with yourself? Am I just getting by? Am I going on the feeling that this is probably good? Um, I trust my staff's doing what I want them to do. I haven't checked in, but they're good. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, um, or, you know, confident that you have it all. Like, you're like, yeah, we already have all of these work um, instructions written out. We have these policies and procedures. I check in every now and then, whatever. So just kind of evaluate where you are. And then like, what are your strengths and weaknesses within the company as far as policies and procedures? Oh yeah, we're great at keeping the personnel files up to date. Every six months getting insurance, car insurance updates from the staff or TB tests or CPR first aid, whatever it is that trainings that you have to get on an ongoing basis, um, CAUs, uh, mm. uh, you know, I don't know, all the, whatever is in your, your the RBT recertification. Research, yeah. And, and um, like the recertifications, even for BCBAs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things in just an employee's file right. itself. Um, in fact, that's kind of where, what got me on board with realizing how important it is to do an internal audit, honestly, was looking at employee files and client files, just even making sure that we had the basics, right. the stuff that we legally had to have. Right. And that if I were to be audited, I could pull those things. Or if I had a, um, what do you call it, workers comp claim or something, right. or a, you know, whatever that I had that all the information I needed, um, like making sure that you have your um, background checks, like all, all the pieces, all the pieces that you need for all the things, you know, like I realized that was like a strength of ours was getting that completed at the beginning and for staff, because um, I had some really amazing um, admin help that were really good at following the list and making sure they followed up and got all the pieces, but it was the ongoing part updating that, making sure we are keeping it up to date. I, I knew that was a weakness of mine. And then also with the client files, right. a weakness of mine was actually making sure that we were checking in to make sure that all the pieces got completed off the list, you know, 
of all the things that either the payers wanted, we needed within our internal process, whatever, all the things were where they needed to be in the file. Cause this is when we, we had like old school Paper. metal file cabinets right. in a room. Like right. we had all, you know, so we had a very, but did I ever go in and like check them myself? Very rarely, because right. that was kind of like out of sight, out of mind. I didn't think about it. Oh, my my people are doing all the things that they need to do. So that was my weakness, was even making sure that we had all of those pieces. So like really evaluating like what your strengths and weaknesses are within getting all the pieces that are needed. And, um, and then, you know, this might be a good time to look at your priorities. It's going to vary depending on like, you know, like you already have wonderful um, intake process. Great. You know, you, and you check it out on a regular basis and you update it and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't know that I have all of my employee files, you know, so whatever. Like it could it could really just depend on where you are. Um, so just taking uh, it may take multiple times to sit down and look through all of this if you start to get overwhelmed. You know, get up, take a break, get back to it, put it on your calendar for next Wednesday. Try again, you know, Um, it's really important that that you make this a priority in general, but get started. My my advice would be just to get started, take a step. You don't it doesn't mean you have to do all now. It doesn't mean you have to have it all in place by the end of this week, but at least get started because if you start taking a few steps every week, then you're eventually going to get there. But if you keep hitting it off, um, you're never going to get there. I don't know. Um, sometimes I need people to state those obvious things to me. So someone out here might also need to hear those obvious statements. Want to start an ABA practice, but not sure where to start? Have an ABA practice, but not 100% confident on the business side? We have you covered. Join our ABA Business Leaders Membership. With over 60 hours of content, we walk you through all areas of starting and expanding your ABA practice, from getting your LLC all the way through ethics and own, of owning a practice. Oh, and it also comes with CEUs. 34. Yeah, 34 CEUs. All the CEUs you need to get your two-year recertification. To find out more, go to 3pisquare.com and click on Courses. So Stephen has, um, next we're going to talk about some of the priorities that Stephen believes um, should be your top, you know, few items that you start with. So let's say you're like, I don't really know where to start. This is too much for me. I need to get started. But doing this um, process that April's talking about, that's that's not how my brain works and that does not help me. Just tell me where to start. Or if I'm brand new and I don't have anything to look through yet. Right. Um, Stephen has his recommendations of where to start and what is most important, to, you know, based on like business and payers and things like that. So, and and one thing I will say, like of all, like <clears throat> I, I worked as a process engineer for I don't know, it's like fifteen years maybe. Um, and and like it's very normal to put these things in place. You know, okay, I've set up all my policies, everything is good. I've got, you know, my my. You call them task analysis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We call them work instructions, whatever. But we have our step-by-step instructions on how to do these things. And then over time, behaviors change. You learn different things. And then the maintenance of these systems starts 
you just don't keep up with them. And that that is a very, very normal thing. So if you find yourself in that situation where, hey, we am, we had all this stuff in place and, and now I haven't looked at it in two years and wow, look at all these things that we do differently. That is very normal. Like many companies find, like you're probably, like if you didn't find yourself in that situation, you are a very unique <laughs> individual because the vast majority of people find themselves in there. It's really easy to implement something and set it up initially. The hard part is always maintaining. So like, don't feel bad. Like I shouldn't tell you not to feel it. You can feel however you want to feel. But like, I, I would just let you are not alone if you find yourself there. It, it's very easy to, to get into that position. And now how do we get ourselves out of that position is where we want to focus our time and effort. Um, so, you know, start small, like you said, one step, just take one step at a time uh, and focus on the really important ones first. And and so, you know, the important audits is HIPAA. HIPAA is, it's a requirement to do ongoing audits. There aren't many uh, things that HIPAA says are like you actually have to do. Uh, one of them is a risk assessment or risk analysis that is critical to HIPAA. And then part of that is auditing your systems once you have them in place, ongoing auditing. Our, uh, the auditor, the, the HIPAA consultants that I work with recommend that you take one item from HIPAA and you review it bi-weekly. So you have an encryption policy, awesome. Are you following your encryption policy? So then you you check to make sure that the behavior of your your staff um, is following that policy. Uh, and then do we need to if they're if it's not, then are we changing the behavior or are we changing the policy? Right. Um, and so, you know, then maybe the next two week period, you're looking at your password policy or you're looking at your data backup policy or your uh, uses and disclosures policy. Um, and, and so you would just go through them, uh, you would review them, uh, and then see what, okay, are we meeting what this policy states or, uh, are we doing something a little different? And then if we are doing something different, then what do we do? So, uh, again, are we changing the policy? Or are we changing the behavior? Um, so that, that is just a requirement of owning a practice is the ongoing HIPAA audits that you'll need to do. Uh, then there are two critical ones that uh, they're not required, but uh, please do them. Like I, I, I urge you to do them. And so session notes is something that I highly recommend your auditing session notes um, for, especially on the tech side, but also your supervisors. Um, and, and then billing is the other one that I highly recommend that you're doing. So you know that, okay, you know, we had a session for two hours here and we billed two hours, uh, or we did a parent training, uh, for an hour on this day. And, and that's what we submitted was an hour, uh, so that you're not, you don't find yourself six months, eight months, a year, two years later in a recruitment audit realizing, oh, wow, something, I don't know what happened, uh, but we obviously weren't submitting uh, what we were actually doing because uh, I hate paying anything back, uh, but that you just don't want to find yourself there. The other piece of it would be, you know, completely the opposite is you're not submitting what you actually did. So uh, on, on, you know, so you're not getting paid for what you actually did. So maybe you're only submitting an hour and a half when it was really two hours. 
or maybe you did a four hour session, but you only submitted one hour. Uh, you just want to make sure that because uh, you have timely pay, you have timely filing issues, um, you know, which is typically around six months. So if, you know, you're in month eight and then you realize, wow, there was 50 hours that we didn't bill that we were supposed to. That's just lost. Right. You'll never get that money back. Uh, so it's really important to audit uh, billing and session notes. Highly recommend those. And I think, too, it depends on the size of your practice and um, how many employees you have, like on the admin part of things to help you out with this. Right. Um, but what we um, started doing, what like we had procedures in place, like what, what would you call that? Qu quality control procedures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that in place that we were looking at these things prior to submitting them. Right. And so, um, and still, you know, there's still several, le you know, levels, um, you know, maybe for like, so the BCBAs would review the tech and then we had our admin person that would review everyone's hours and like compare it to the calendar and check like, so we had a lot of things in place and those are, that's, those are from things that we learned over the years. And right. so we just started, that was one of the things that we chose to spend a lot of time and effort on making sure that we were pretty confident that what we were submitting was correct. Was correct. Yeah. Um, and it's going to depend on your, your risk uh level of 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 risk taking right, right. right? so right. like are you <laughs> in my opinion are you okay with living on the edge and submitting uh sessions that you have not checked yet for session note information are you okay with you know maybe i'm going to sample my billing so mm -hmm. i'm not going to check a hundred percent uh that we build correctly but maybe i'll i'll check five percent of them right or i'll do random spot checks again like this this is doable and maybe you know maybe for a certain amount of time you do a hundred percent um and then you kind of gradually uh, reduce your sample size as you find okay why should i look at a hundred percent of my billing if like i've looked at a hundred percent for the last eight months and every one of them was right so okay so maybe now it's time okay we're gonna do a sample size right, right? if you see certain patterns yeah. yes. and mm -hmm. you can like you like use that change right. behavior or change the right. what is it process yeah change the process or yeah. change the behavior yeah. and then with session notes something really important to look at is like cloned session notes uh so you know if there's copy and pasting so like session notes look very similar from one to the next where they've just taken that same session note and copy and pasted it copy and pasted it uh, for the last seven weeks, that's not okay, right? Like uh, you will get, uh, if there is a recruitment audit, uh, that that's gonna lead to trouble. That's so one of the things that they look for, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not just, does it have all the parts and pieces, but do, does this reflect what actually took place in that session, right? So- And you know, we keep saying we're gonna do like a podcast just on session notes yeah. to like follow up. I mean, I know you have something in the, in the business leaders mm -hmm. membership, but mm -hmm. like doing something to like, you know, to update that yeah. and to add to it and expand yeah. on it. And so I just wrote it on my list. So we can, we can go into a lot more detail on what that looks like with the session notes right. too, because I do think that as people are listening to this and they're starting, you know, focusing on audits or they start to, as we talk more and more about KPI and looking at quality, I have a feeling that that's going to be, um, a need that you know a way that we could support yes 
So um, one of the KPI that we will be looking at, like just transfer is session notes, like, yeah. and then how do you uh, check session notes? So we will be getting pretty detailed in the KPI training on session notes and cancellations coming up with like, because part, uh, again, part of auditing these things is that you have clear, clearly defined what you're going to be looking at, right? And some of these things, especially like, again, when you're looking at session notes, you're probably going to need someone that has a lot of experience in reviewing session notes or can say, yeah, this is a good session note versus a bad session note. And then maybe you can eventually hand this off to an admin person, which I highly recommend, but there's going to have to be some training involved in there. There's going to have to be, you're going to have to be handing this off in a certain way. Uh, and then and, and just ensuring that someone can spot these things that are clearly obvious issues. Uh, and then like a, a session note audit is going to be essentially a recruitment audit internally, right? And so uh, that that's kind of what we're going with these. But there are many other types of audits that you can do. Like you said, employee files, client files. Um, we there, there can be, yeah. You, <laughs> they, well, I mean, it, it even... Can go, yeah, I mean, even like another that we can uh, talk about, um, I mentioned to Stephen about doing like a little bit more clinical type sure. audit too, like, you know, looking at the treatment plans and the programs and, and employee and, uh, yeah, training. That's right. something else that we're going to be talking about in KPIs, like um, part of quality is to, um, you know, assess like the, um, oh my gosh, when ki when kids are learning the acquisition acquisition right yeah. hello right. um and and so like that's another thing right really looking at like the the data whether you have you know whatever system that you're using of collecting data and making sure that the everything's moving along in the right way and there are, if there are any red flags and so yeah so and then making sure the programs match the treatment plan which match the assessment right. and all the things right. right so that clinical piece too yep. um. And then, um, and yeah, like client training. processes, right? So am I following my client processes? Am I returning phone calls in the time I, that we say we are going to? Uh, if you get a referral in, are you mm -hmm. uh, getting the intake done in the time that you say you will? Like, there are just so many well, I mean, things that you can... even if you, you have can... a clinic, you know, are you, especially now, like, we, we're a little bit more, like, we have some different cleaning yeah rule, absolutely COVID yep, or during COVID yep. like all of that right yep. we're more like okay so you have these specific cleaning rules disinfecting rules within the are clinic you doing are you following it, yes. it you yep. know so. and like when you get into like OSHA like you can audit am I like okay do we have M MSDS sheets for every chemical that we use like so they're just there are so many That's things that bad. you can audit. Uh, it's just, it's an unlimited amount of stuff, right? So like we do need to prioritize what is is important. Right, right? doing that brain dump, picking out what's important yep. and then what you already have, what you don't have, you know, yep. back to what I talked about earlier. Did you know 3Pi Squared offers one-on-one -on -one consulting? From in-network audit prep and credentialing to rate negotiation. We help ABA business owners in all areas of the practice. We work with you to create a priority list and then knock it out. Find out more at 3pisquare.com. Click on consulting.
Yep, so how do we do this? You know, we're not gonna get into every audit, but these are the components that each audit would need. So prioritizing which audits you're going to do, right? And then creating that plan. So we want a step-by-step -step process. So this is what an audit looks like. This is it. This is this particular audit passing. This is what a fail would look like, right? And then, so we're going to determine who's gonna do the audit. Again, you can't do all of this yourself, so we do need to rely on experts. So if you have a biller, they may be doing the billing auditing. Now, again, I would recommend that you get someone eventually outside of the billing team doing the billing, billing audits. So maybe you have a scheduler uh, that can then do the billing audits. And then if you're doing a scheduling audit, then the biller does the scheduling audits so that you can just uh, you get different eyes on these things, right? right. Um, and, and it's not like, I'm sure this person is trustful, and, but it's just getting someone else's opinion on this and getting someone else to review this is really important. Um, so determining who's going to perform the audit. Well, I think even part of this that maybe could go in the create a step-by-step -step process, mm -hmm. but I think maybe it's just something we could add is like collecting data on it, right? Um, right. You may not be able to collect it like, you, you know, detailed data on everything. And like, oh, we're going to talk about in a few minutes, like the sample size and frequency and all of that. But like, you know, whether you put this step-by-step -step process within a spreadsheet that you can collect like minimal on March 31st, a S like my initials yes, yes. and then check it off or yes. pass fail or, yes. you know, you could get as, as detailed as you need to, or you could just be a simple check off, um, depending on like your risk, your Correct. level of risk that you're comfortable and, and with and what, what it is. the importance yep. of the item, the importance yep. of what you're auditing within the company. Um, you know, all of that kind of falls on you or your like leadership team or whoever makes the decisions mm -hmm. along with you and your company of yeah. what that's going to look so like. So like a billing checklist would probably, like you said, it would have the date you did it, who did it, and then what were they checking? So, okay, we were looking at client ID 53729, right? And then what days of services did we look at? And then how do we verify that okay, we looked at the billing that we submitted, but how do we verify that that's what we did? Okay, so I'm, I'm checking this uh, claim ID uh, compared to the session note um, on this day, and I verified, yes, we billed this amount, we, we worked this amount, and then you check it off, right? So that, that would be that, right? If, if it's the employee file, okay, here is our, our checklist of everything that is required of our staff, and this could be, you know, your tax forms. It could be your yeah. driving record. It could be your TB test. It could be uh, your fire and evacuation training. And then you're looking, okay, I see they have a fire and evacuation training in there, uh, but we state that we do this yearly and the expiration on this would then be three months ago. So, okay, they don't have an up-to-date fire and evacuation training now. Now, what do we do with that, right? Yeah. So, um, and so we're determining who's gonna do the audits and then we're determining the frequency. So an employee, you know, an employee profile may not be daily, right? Like they, that, that would be right. kind of crazy. Uh, but where session notes, that may be something that you do daily. So you're determining how often you're doing it. 
probably an employee file is going to be every six months, maybe, or maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, um, it just depends, right? Every nine months, even to keep up. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think that once you determine the frequency, like you commit to it and you put it on your calendar mm -hmm. as an event. And um, one strategy to like keep up with all of these things because it's a lot because this is on top of numerous other things that mm -hmm. you're doing, especially as you're, you know, at the point where you're not able to delegate everything yet. Or mm -hmm. even you're, you're, once you've delegated, there's only a few of you that are sharing all of these right. tasks, or what, right? right? So, like, you know, even like setting routine, like putting it as part of the routine, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, like habit building and, you know, every third thursday this is what we do you know or whatever right like really making it like just part of what you do because like if not you're just gonna find yourself back in these shoes eventually of right. like uh everything's correct. out of control um then also like as p as you find that things are like kind of like we were talking about earlier maintaining it even putting within yours is one thing that I attempted to do multiple times, but I failed to really keep up with it to make sure that it was being done. And it just kind of depends. Sometimes it was being done and sometimes it wasn't. But as these things change, changing them within your system, right? right? Writing, right. you know, making those changes, updates right. within the system, like um, as things change so that it's like a working project, you Correct. know, it's and, and always like, changing and growing as you are. So you don't have to come back to it like six months later. Oh, these are all the things that changed in the last six minutes, six months. Let me add them in. So just trying to like automate these processes and having them Correct. going as much as possible, which is going to take time. But if you like do one step at a time and you like, you, you know, pick up the, the most important ones and then you slowly start adding other ones into it, then then it is doable, mm -hmm. it, but it is going to be a, it's going to be a long process. It's not something that be like, Oh, I'm going to do all my audits this week and right, update right. everything, you know? And yeah. And I agree like automating as much of this as possible. So there are lots of employee systems, right? Onboarding systems that can track this stuff that you don't have to. Right. So like getting, getting that stuff where, okay, I'm paying $10 a month per employee to do this but then I never have to think about it again, right? Like that that may be the best bet, right? Or you have or something to do a like much that. less frequent check-in on it. Correct, yes. So that, that may be something that you can do, right? And again, this is going into what do you do with the results of your audits? So again, trying to automate one of, one of the results that you should do is as you're talking to your team, your quality team and your continuous improvement team, that you're saying, okay, what of this that we found, can we automate so we never have to find it again? And then determining your sample size. So again, maybe with session notes, because of the importance of them, you're doing a 100% sample, but maybe with the employee files, you're doing like a 10% sample. So you're not checking every employee every six months, but you're checking 10% of them, and, and as long as those are good, then we're good, right? And then right. you move on with, then if with they the next like, thing. If there are some red flags yes. that are raised from that, then, then of then course, yes. you yes. may want you'll, to you'll have to check more. more. Yes, and they're, like you can Google this, but like what is a, a statistical, uh, a, a good quality check on sample size? You can, you can find this uh, on the internet. Just do a Google search and it will give you uh, like, okay, what is like a high sample size? What's a medium? What's a low? And then as... You know, as you're measuring your quality, if things are going great, then you can lower your sample size over time. 
again, for me, session notes and billing, that's not something that I would ever lower, but how much risk are you willing to take? That That's up to you. Um, but that's, that's kind of where you go with this. And that's really it, right? So coming up with your step-by-step -step process of what a good, uh, good or bad audit would look like or a pass or fail, and then determining who's going to do the audit. Again, if we can have different people from different departments reviewing these things, that's going to help you uh, over, overall. Um, and then determining how frequently you're going to do it, what's your sample size, and then, okay, we failed in these areas. Now, what do we do? What do we do with these results? Um, and that that's really it um, uh, in a nutshell. So thank you for your time. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. Again, this is what I do. Now you may think this is a terrible thing to do, but this is what we do. So if you need help coming up with sample sizes, if you need uh, help coming up with auditing your processes, um, and we're here to help. Um, so feel free to reach out ask us questions. Yeah. And, and if you need help prioritizing too, um, you know, that's something that, that we can help too. Sometimes just having a, an outside perspective yeah. to ask you questions to help coach you through, oh, what are your top priorities? It can sometimes be helpful and really doesn't take that long to, no. to do that, but it can be helpful to kind of, if, especially if you're, if you're stuck in there, if you're stuck in it all, um, just, um, yeah, it can be helpful. So, Reach out to us if you need some help. Yeah, and good luck with your internal auditing. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3piesquare.com.